WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Connexus is expecting Southwest Michigan to see continued job growth in 2024, although it notes that could be subject to change depending on economic conditions. In figures released this month, Connexus says the Southwest Michigan job sector with the greatest increase in employment throughout 2023 was manufacturing. Analyst Ryan Thiefault says the manufacturing sector in Barry and Cass and Van Buren counties added 500 jobs over 2022 in the past year. The sector to have seen the largest decrease was utilities, losing nearly 100 jobs from 2022. Thiefault says the decline was due to job losses in the nuclear energy industry. As for 2024, he says the region's expected to see continued job growth with manufacturing once again first, followed by leisure and hospitality, professional and technical services, and retail. However, he also notes that Connexus is seeing headwinds possibly affecting the economy in 2024. The group has noted an increase in unemployment claims and fewer job postings recently, indicating employers may be pumping the brakes on hiring. Donald Trump will appear on the Michigan primary ballot unless a higher authority intervenes. The Michigan Supreme Court today said it will not hear an appeal of a lower court's ruling from groups seeking to keep Trump from appearing on the ballot. The group seeking Trump's removal said his role in the January 6, 2021 U.S. Capitol attack rendered him ineligible to be on the ballot. The Colorado Supreme Court recently ordered Trump to be removed from that state's primary ballots for the same reason. With the Michigan Supreme Court staying out of the matter, it's up to the U.S. Supreme Court to weigh in. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson today urged the high court to do so. The Berrien County Sheriff's Department is urging everyone to be safe on the roads this New Year's week. Chief Deputy Greg Sanders tells us they'll have extra patrols out on the road looking for drunk drivers, especially on New Year's Eve. He notes the department catches some each year. We do, unfortunately. I think that's an important aspect of our job to keep the roads safe and keep an eye out for impaired drivers. Sanders says it's not difficult to take precautions so you don't find yourself in a jail cell due to a driving impaired. Plan ahead. If you find yourself drinking at a party or at a bar, get a ride home, find a designated driver beforehand, maybe utilize Uber, whatever it takes. As with Christmas, Sanders notes that police everywhere make sacrifices to ensure the roads are kept safe. The shift work and work in the holidays can be tough on their families, and I think it's important to recognize them during the holiday season also. It's not just drunk driving that police want people to avoid either. Sanders says drugged driving is treated the same, and police have ways of screening drivers for it. Also, he urges everyone to drop the distractions when behind the wheel. A law took effect this year banning the use of a cell phone while driving. Three new members of the Michigan Independent Citizens Redistricting Commission will be selected next week. The Michigan Department of State says the selection process will be live-streamed on Wednesday, January 3rd at 3.30 p.m. as new members are selected for the 13-member panel. The redistricting commission is comprised of four people who affiliate with the Republican Party, four who affiliate with the Democratic Party, and five who do not affiliate with either major party. It has received the resignations of two Democrats and one Republican. The selection of new members next week will be random, as were the selection of replacements for two members back in 2020. The state constitution outlines the process of replacing commissioners. New commissioners will be randomly selected from the remaining pool of semifinalist applicants who affiliate with the same party as the departing commissioner. Of the 200 semifinalists randomly selected in June of 2020, there are 52 remaining who affiliate with the Democrats and 54 who associate with the Republicans. The Michigan Independent Citizens Redistricting Commission was created by a vote of the people in 2018. Its purpose is to ensure legislative districts in the state are drawn fairly and not governed by political parties. 
A crowdfunding campaign has been started for an Indiana man who was found on Tuesday after being trapped in his truck under a bridge for six days. Indiana State Police say that 27-year-old Matthew Room of Mishawaka was discovered by fishermen at the Salt Creek overpass of I-94 near the Portage, Indiana exit. When the fishermen found Room's truck and looked inside, they thought he was dead, but then he spoke to them. He'd been pinned there since crashing, police believe, on December 20th. They say he survived by drinking rainwater. The GoFundMe campaign started for him by a friend is to help with medical bills. As it says, the man suffered multiple broken bones and severely injured legs. He had to have part of a leg amputated today. The campaign's raised more than $17,000 as of this afternoon. We'll have a link to it at our website. Christmas may be over, but another holiday celebration's underway. Today is the second day of Kwanzaa, an annual celebration of African-American culture. Kwanzaa was founded in 1966 as a holiday aimed to unite the community. Governor Gretchen Whitmer took to social media this week to wish all Michiganders a happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, Michigan. I hope you're enjoying some time with family and friends to reflect on the past year and to look ahead to the next one. Today we celebrate African-American culture and history and unite shared values of freedom and opportunity for all. Kwanzaa celebrates seven principles. They are unity, self-determination, collective responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. A new data breach has been detected at Corwell Health, but it does not affect customers in southwest Michigan. The Michigan Attorney General's Office this week notified the public about a second data breach involving Corwell since November. Like the first, this new breach affects southeast Michigan. Corwell says population health management platform Health EC has been affected nationwide by a data security event that happened earlier this year. It affects about a million people, again, though, not here in southwest Michigan. Corwell in southeast Michigan worked with Health EC to identify high-risk patients, among other things. The customers who may have been affected would have received notices from Corwell. The previous Corwell data breach reported back in November involved a healthy lifestyle portal for Priority Health, also only used in southeast Michigan. The breach reported this week does not affect southwest Michigan systems like MyChart. Will a Michigan lottery player end the year as a multimillionaire? The Michigan Lottery's Jake Harris says there's another huge Powerball jackpot up for grabs tonight. Uh, we're at $685 million, so it would be the fourth largest Powerball jackpot won this year if someone were to hit it. And it's certainly got people excited, you know, especially around the holidays. Uh, lottery tickets tend to be uh, popular gifts for friends, family, coworkers. And, uh, you know, I think with a jackpot like this, people have even taken more notice. Uh, so hopefully we'll have a lucky uh, new millionaire in Michigan. If someone matches all the numbers and takes the cash option, they'll take home nearly $345 million before taxes. The odds of hitting the jackpot are 1 in $292 million. And 2023 was the sp- supposed to be the year that companies brought back remote workers to the office, but it didn't quite happen. More from MNN's Murray Feldman. Eight out of ten managers say they blew it when they issued return-to-office policies. Many of them wish they could go back and do it over. They feel they may have a better chance of getting workers back in the office five days a week if they consulted with their workers on how to go about it. Companies like General Motors had to walk back their return-to-office policies because workers rebelled. Fifty-four percent of companies surveyed by the outplacement firm Challenger, Gray & Christmas say they still have remote or hybrid schedules. And in the new year, there are no plans to bring workers back full-time. In most cases, workers are back two or three days a week. That's it. Eight out of ten Michigan companies have some form of hybrid work arrangement, and some think that's not likely to change. Fourteen percent of Michigan workers are working totally remotely. I'm Murray Feldman, the Michigan News Network. WSJM News now continues. 
Israel says it's close to dismantling Hamas battalions in northern Gaza as military operations show no sign of slowing down. Meanwhile, other leaders in the Middle East are trying to hammer out a deal to release more than 100 Israeli hostages still held by Hamas. ABC's Britt Clement has more from Tel Aviv. We know that efforts uh, are being made by Egyptians and the Qataris, but nothing concrete. Several hostage deals are being discussed, and, and the latest round ended in a failure. It was a deal that would see a, a government overhaul in Gaza, and that was perceived uh, by Hamas as something that would weaken it. So they did not agree to that. Uh, Hamas saying it wants an end to Israel's campaign in Gaza before it releases any of the hostages. Thousands of Palestinian families are fleeing from the brunt of Israel's expanding ground offensive into Gaza's few remaining overcrowded refugee areas. The movement comes as the military launches heavy strikes across the center and south of the territory. Palestinian health officials say dozens of people have been killed. The fleeing families arrive on foot or riding donkey carts loaded with belongings. A stream of people flowed into Deir al-Bala, a town that normally has a population of around 75,000. It's been overwhelmed by several hundred thousand people driven from northern Gaza as the region was pounded to rubble. Donald Trump is facing criticism for repeatedly harnessing rhetoric once used by Adolf Hitler to argue that immigrants entering the U.S. illegally are, quote, poisoning the blood of our country. Trump insists he had no idea that one of the world's most reviled and infamous figures once used similar words. That's a tactic that Trump repeatedly deploys when he aims to distance himself from an uncomfortable storyline, especially when it comes to people who espouse racist or anti-Semitic views. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and other top U.S. officials have traveled to Mexico to meet with the Mexican president. The crisis at the southern border tops the meeting schedule for today, coming as another large caravan of migrants makes its way north. President Biden spoke with the Mexican president last week with Obrador saying the U.S. and Mexico need each other and need to work together on the issue. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Shelsey with more. No question, this is a political liability for President Biden. He started the year making a trip to the southern border at the urging of so many Republicans in Congress. He went down and he said this is a priority for the administration. And now here we are, it's the end of the year, and this is still something that is clearly not resolved. The White House, by sending the Secretary of State to Mexico City, is making the assumption that this is something that they need to be taking seriously and something that the president knows he needs to take seriously as we head into an election year. A study from Harvard says social media companies collectively made more than $11 billion in U.S. advertising revenue from minors last year. The research says the findings show a need for government regulation of social media since the companies that stand to make money from children who use their platforms have failed to self-regulate. They also note such regulations as well as greater transparency from tech companies could help to alleviate harms to youth mental health. And they could curtail potentially harmful advertising practices that target children and adolescents. The platforms themselves don't make public just how much money they make from minors. With Christmas behind us and New Year's ahead, Americans are in the middle of the deadliest week of the year for heart attacks. More from ABC's Jim Ryan. It sounds almost like an urban legend, but... Two peaks that we see in heart attacks and deaths are December 25th and January 1st. Says cardiologist Dr. Wahaj Aman, stress, overindulging in food and drink, even cold weather contribute to the risk. Best advice, he says, is to get some exercise. That doesn't mean suddenly becoming a gym rat. I think it starts with, I'm going to start moving a little bit more. A healthy and achievable New Year's resolution. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Tom Smothers, half of the Smothers Brothers and the co-host of one of the most socially conscious and groundbreaking television shows in the history of the medium, has died at the age of 86. The National Comedy Center, on behalf of his family, said in a statement today that Smothers died Tuesday following a cancer battle. The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour debuted on CBS in the fall of 1967 with a mix of music and comedy that included satirical sketches lampooning the establishment and railing against the Vietnam War. 
The show, although popular with viewers, drew the ire of network censors who constantly battled the brothers over its content. In 1970, CBS abruptly canceled the show. And the big reveal was made in Times Square today. The glittering countdown that we count on to lead us into the new year has a new look. ABC's Anthony Carlo is at the top of one Times Square and has details on the 2024 ball. It's 12 feet in diameter, weighs nearly 12,000 pounds, covered in 2,688 crystals. And this year, organizers unveiling a very special new design. The bow tie pattern was created in partnership with Fountain Blue Las Vegas. Times Square, if you didn't know, was once known as the bow tie, formed by two triangles coming together. And this lighting pattern design high at top one Times Square reflects the shape of the streets below in the crossroads of the world. 